It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Us to be there for you. Inspired by your old friend, Rush Limbaugh, Clay Travis, and Buck Sexton. Today at noon on 55KRC. It is 8.05 here at 55KRC, the talk station. Click 8.06 more properly. Brian Thomas, always looking forward to talking to Joel Bollock, senior, uh, Pollock, the senior editor at Large Breitbart News and the host of Breitbart News Sunday on SiriusXM Patriot on Sunday evenings from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. He's also got a uh, new novel out. Uh, Joel Pollock, welcome back to the 55 KRC Morning Show. It's a good pleasure to have you on. It's great to be here. And as I always do when I have folks from Breitbart on, recommend my listeners um, Book Market, B-R-E-I-T-B-A-R-T, Breitbart.com, great news outlet, um, obviously taking a rational, sane, logical, and reasonable approach to things, which is not something you're ever going to find over at CNN. And always get good, informative editorial opinions and analysis from folks like Joel, including... The op-ed piece that uh, drew my executive producer's attention as well as mine, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Cancel Culture and the Holocaust. Um, interesting phenomena we're experiencing here, Joel, and I know you've obviously observed it. Uh, it looks like the left is starting to eat its own. They manufactured this cancel culture thing and, of course, went after every right-wing organization. You could even go to as far as the government help with that, like for the IRS, targeting conservative organizations but not liberal ones. We see this all across the board. But... Once you establish a practice like that, invariably it's going to end up coming back to haunt you. Whoopi Goldberg, not exactly a conservative commentator, yet got canceled the other day for what some believe to be a rather insensitive comment about the Holocaust as it relates to Jews. Your conclusions on the cancel culture, Joel, and your analysis is a wonderful one. I recommend my listeners check out your op-ed piece, which we've got on my blog page, 55krc.com. Why is this bad for the Jewish people, this canceling Whoopi Goldberg, if only temporary? Well, let's back up for a second and ask whether what she said hurt any Jewish people in any way. I don't think it did. I think she showed that she is ignorant about the Holocaust, and I think if you stick to an ignorant position over time, you can cause some damage. But it shouldn't be a crime to be wrong about a fact of history when you don't have any malicious intent. And she apologized and tried to correct herself. And, you know, maybe she didn't get all the way there. I mean, she has a lot of misunderstandings about a lot of things. And that's okay, I think. I mean, a lot of us are struggling with what's going on around us, and we don't always understand everything. If I tried to explain things that are going on within the African-American community, I probably would get a few things wrong as well, and I wouldn't want to be canceled just because I tried. So I I think that she deserves a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. At the same time, the question has to be asked, did she give that benefit of the doubt to other people? I think she did on some occasions, but on other occasions the view has been absolutely relentless in attacking conservatives and assuming 
the worst motives and that sort of thing. So I think that's one of the reasons conservatives were excited about the idea that she was getting in trouble because people see it as payback. And there's an argument out there that the only way the left is going to understand what's wrong with cancel culture is when they get canceled themselves. So that might be true, but I think that it doesn't really do much for me as a Jewish person. And the reason that this cancel culture is dangerous to Jewish people is if you look at the environment in which the Holocaust emerged, it was an environment where dissent was forbidden, where you couldn't question what the government was telling people to do. And I was reminded of this actually during some Twitter exchanges debating Whoopi Goldberg. And one person actually said quite honestly that this whole episode had taught him things about the Holocaust he never knew before and that he was surprised that a government had been able to convince an entire nation that their neighbors were not human beings. Yeah. And and I responded by saying they didn't need to convince the whole nation. They just needed to scare the majority into not speaking out. And that's what we have going on in America today. People are being scared. People are being intimidated. They're afraid of losing their jobs. They're afraid of getting kicked off social media if they say the wrong thing. So that's what I want to prevent. And we have to push back against what's happening to Joe Rogan, right. what they're doing to Sean Hannity. You know, CNN is out there trying to survive after the departure of Jeff Zucker, and they're still doing what they were doing before he left, which is trying to cancel other media outlets. You've got the Brian Stelters of the world still going after Joe Rogan, after Spotify, the way they went after Fox News and Hannity. And this all started with Alex Jones. You know, it's, it's easy to start with the most controversial voices, but it, it hits the mainstream sooner than you think. And People didn't stand up for Alex Jones and his freedom of speech at the time, and now we're seeing the consequences. Yeah, without question. I And every time I think about cancel culture, there's an overnight program coast to coast, and my favorite target to make fun of is that some people out in the world actually believe that there are lizard people out there, Joel. And no, <laughs> yeah. nobody, has, nobody has sought to cancel that type of speech, as bat crap as insane as it is. But beyond that, um, moving over to Rogan, I'm glad you brought him up because they recently removed a whole bunch of his podcasts where he used the N-word, as it's become to be known, and they failed to put any context in it. It was just a hodgepodge of him uttering that word. Now, I use the analogy this morning because I've talked to black people about this before, whether it is okay, whether a white person is ever allowed to use that word properly stated or spelled out. And I mentioned it's contextual. If I was driving down the road listening to Jay-Z, and he has prolific use of the N-word in his music, as do many other rap singers uh, and comedians, I might add, black comedians, um, if I was singing along with that song, is it okay for me to use that word in that context, singing along with words that Jay-Z wrote, or would I have to shut my mouth while that word was being sung in context and then go back to singing after the word was used? Well, Rogan fell into that trap. His prior use of the word were within conversation where the word itself was not being used as a negative. It wasn't being used in a racist context. It was almost as if he was discussing Jay-Z lyrics with um, a guest on the program and just read the lyric. Now, does that make uh, 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 Joe Rogan a racist? No, he's merely providing context. But he went ahead and capitulated on that, and he said, it's not my word to use. I'm aware of that now. For years, I used it in that contextual manner, and I would actually say it, but now I know I can't say it anymore. I mean, without context, you don't know whether the word is being used as racist or not. And with Whoopi Goldberg, it's almost the same kind of thing applies. 
maybe has a misconception about the Holocaust, but I don't think she was being demeaning at all to Jews. Well, I think it's a little bit different because the Holocaust is something that is debated in terms of its details, its consequences, and so forth. Not the fact that it happened, but you know, when Whoopi Goldberg said what she said about the Holocaust, it was wrong, but it wasn't something I hadn't heard from fellow Jewish people as well. There are Jewish people who say that the lesson of the Holocaust is that it is a universal tragedy or a universal thing. It was man's inhumanity to man, she said, which was rather gendered language for someone of yeah, her really? political persuasion. <laughs> but, it, you know, it, it, Good catch. Yeah, it, but it's, it's, it's not something I hadn't heard before. The N-word is something that the African-American community has said is something people who are not black shouldn't say because it's hurtful. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm not okay with people losing their careers over it. I'm not okay with the enforcement of the cancel culture mob, but I'm okay with saying, hey, you know what? I have no interest in that word whatsoever. I don't need to use it what? and I haven't used it. But I got to tell you, the hard part for me is what you mentioned when you go to a place and there's music playing and it's not even your private car. I mean, you mentioned driving down the road. The hard part for me is going to the gym, and that's in every other song yeah. if you're listening to rap music. It makes you uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable to be in a position with a group of multiracial people in a gym, and that word is being repeated over and over again in a song. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, and my gym is very diverse and so forth, and you know, the people playing the music aren't white supremacists. You know? Right. So uh, the, the problem is that when I've raised the issue, and I did actually raise the issue because I didn't like working out with that word constantly blaring, it was offensive and, and disturbing to me. I was told essentially not by my gym, but by other people, no, you don't even get to complain about that word. Oh. You don't even get to have an opinion about the word. That's going a little too far. Uh, yeah. So I'm, of course, perfectly willing to accept that this is a word that I shouldn't use, that people ought to avoid because it's offensive yeah, and yeah. you know hearing it even in a context that's literary and so forth can be really disturbing to people okay but then at the same time don't give out grammy awards to people who are using the word and and how are you know suburban white kids supposed to know that it's not okay for them to use it if it's it, just used everywhere exactly how, how, are, how are black kids supposed to know that this is something that is demeaning so I think there's a double standard, and I think it's crazy that Hollywood makes so much money off this word and then tries to cancel people who use it. it, it it's, it's a little confusing. It's one of those things I don't understand, and it's just one of the peculiar things about being American, I guess. But in general, I think the principle is I don't think people should lose their careers and be fired from their jobs because they said something controversial. I think if they persist with opinions that are obnoxious and, and hostile and offensive, well, they're going to lose their audience anyway. There you go. The court of you public know. opinion will chime in. They will no longer have a listening audience because of their right. insane rantings. That's what's crazy. Yeah, and what's that's crazy about speech. what's happening to Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan's being forced to delete episodes that people aren't listening to anymore. Right. You know, or, I mean, I'm not saying nobody listens to his old episodes, but it's not something that's going out right now. So they're trying to delete history. They're trying to get rid of an archive. And and that's just crazy. That's totalitarian stuff. It is. To try to change the past. So, yeah, it's, it, it, okay. this, 
This entire debate is destructive to free speech in America. All right, and I'll, and I'll go back to a, an example I was going to use earlier in the point that I was making about singing along with Jay-Z. Fine, take that out of the context. Um, some have suggested I might be good at doing books on tape. I'm good at reading. Uh, say, say I have a decent voice. Maybe I can make a career at that someday. <laughs> I know where you're going with yeah. this. <laughs> Huckleberry, Huckleberry Finn. If I was oh, asked... I thought, well, yeah, Huckleberry Finn. Well, I thought you were going to go to Barack Obama. Because well, okay. Barack Obama uses the N-word... In, in I forget which one of his books, and he and he reads the book on tape. Fair enough. <laughs> so, so Fair you know, enough. the president of the United States using the N word, uh, you know, happened. It actually happened. It and, did. And not in you know it, Woodrow Wilson's time. It happened recently. And, and it and it happened throughout history and in some particular historical contexts. Like, for example, if you're reading Mark Twain, who I think was a brilliant writer, I don't believe he was racist. And in fact, you know, Huckleberry Finn himself was not a racist. So, the, but the, the use of the word was prevalent back then. He was merely reflecting what it was like in society back then. And isn't that a good learning point for us to know today to see how far we've advanced over the days when that was normally accepted language? I mean, we're, we're, we're taking an element of history out of this with cancel culture. Right. And... You're also taking away the responsibility of teachers. I read, ah. Huckleberry, <laughs> I read Huckleberry Finn in the fifth grade, and my fifth grade teachers had no problem separating the importance of understanding the history, Indeed. the place, the world from which Huckleberry Finn emerged, and knowing that you were not to use that word in any context. Indeed. So, so I think the problem is that today's students are being raised differently. They're not being raised to learn as much as they can, but they're being raised not to be offended by anything, and they're told that their job is to perfect the world so that nothing about it is offensive or difficult. This is a really different way of teaching kids than human civilization has ever attempted before, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So we ought to be able to require of teachers that they get both of those messages across, and I think kids will understand that. I mean, if you read Shakespeare, he has some things to say about Jews that are not necessarily nice. Anti-Semitic. you know, I wouldn't call him an anti-Semite. He was reflecting his time. And Dostoevsky was the same way. Yeah, and, and Shakespeare actually had some quite enlightened views about Jewish people. So it wasn't like he was a hater or he just accepted stereotypes and ideas from his time. I mean, The Merchant of Venice is a complicated play. It's the one that usually gets criticized. But the question is, what kind of teachers are we turning out? Are we turning out teachers who see their role as preparing students for the future, or are we turning out teachers who see their role as indoctrinating a next generation to vote Democratic? Rhetorical, rhetorical question from Joel Pollock. We know what the answer to that is. We don't want critical thinkers out there. We want little lockstep conformist, liberal, leftist ideological folks who do not question anything their lords and masters tell them. Sounds to me like we're heading headlong into the Holocaust, where you eradicate the dissenting different voice out in the world. Yeah, and the necessary prerequisite to that kind of atrocity is getting rid of dissent. So, you know, it's, it's no accident that the Nazis sent their first prisoners to concentration camps who weren't Jews. They were political dissidents. Yep. And once that started, then it became easier to enact the final solution, which was aimed specifically at Jewish people. Jewish people suffered discrimination and ill treatment from the very early days of the Nazi regime, but the first concentration camp prisoners were political dissenters. And so there's a lesson in this, and we don't have to draw parallels between our age and and the Holocaust and so forth. It's not necessary to go that far, but the lessons we can take from the Second World War ought to stay with us, because this kind of thing never ends well. 
And it makes our society weaker. We can't respond to challenges if we silence dissenting voices. I mean, so many of the people who had a different point of view on the coronavirus pandemic turn out to have been right about something over time. I'm not talking necessarily about people who oppose vaccines or vaccine mandates or whatever. But Understood. In the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, the view that this was a problem was the dissenting view. There was a minority <laughs> that was warning, hey, this thing in China is real. You guys need to listen. This and, is, you're, this is gonna... and they called you a xenophobe, right? Right, yeah. right exactly. Uh -huh. exactly. Yeah. Oh, Joel, it's always great talking to you. Thank you so much for what you and the entire crew uh, do over at Breitbart. You tell AWR Hawkins that I want to shoot with him sometime. I've, I've talked to him quite he's an evil shot. He's a, he's a very, very good shot. I know. That's why I want to go shoot with him. Maybe I can learn a couple of extra skills pointers. But uh, pass along my regards to him. He's on the show quite often. And I love having you on as well. Keep up the great work at Breitbart. It's Breitbart.com bookmark it. Learn something. Joel, until we talk again, best of health to you and your loved ones. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks, sir. 822-55-CARE-CD, the talk station. Time for you to mention Judy Care Fire. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.